12th September, Best Boy. Posted 13th of September 2022. Last night was a build-up episode to the wedding of the year, if it even happens, which included some glimpses of Ben giving us a few tidbits of interesting information. To start the wedding day proceedings, Ben pulls Phil away from his bride-to-be and, along with Tommy, accompany him down Bridge Street Market, all the stallholders giving him a round of applause below a massive congratulations Phil and Cat sign hung by the main organiser and now apparently king of the markets, Billy. Since when did people actually like Phil enough to give him a whole procession on his wedding day? I have to say that Whitney in particular looking so excited and enthusiastic is a bit strange considering the events of last year. But anyway, down they go and Phil's looking very pleased as Ben and Tommy flank him on either side. Ben claps along, severely out of time, and interacts with various people along the route, including Karen and Jay. The market boys, as they're now called, have also all chipped in for a breakfast spread, which Phil invites everyone to help themselves to. Mitch starts a conversation by asking Phil how many times he's been married, because of course that's what you talk about when someone's getting married, their other wives. (laughs) He counts off Kathy, Sharon and Shirley, though Shirley never actually married him, and Kathy chips in by mentioning Nadia and Kate the copper. Karen's shocked by the revelation that Phil married a cop, and says so, right in front of Ben, who is actually married to a cop as they speak. She jokes about Phil being a grass, which makes both Phil and Billy a bit uncomfortable due to recent events. Phil tries to swiftly move on by talking about the present and how he's marrying Kat now, the only woman for him. After Sharon, if you cast your mind back to just after he got out of prison, but I digress. At Mitch pointing out that six times wed, Felix begins a joke about Phil reminding him of someone, which Phil tries to stop in its tracks by threatening to clip him around the ear if he dares say Henry VIII. I'm sure he's heard that a few times before. But it's actually Elizabeth Taylor Felix is thinking of, and Ben interjects then to point out to him that she's been married eight times, actually. Not sure it means much beyond Ben revealing his superior knowledge of gay icons, and everyone laughing at the unintended implication that Phil's even worse than Henry VIII, plus adding some foreshadowing that Cat won't be his last. A bit later on, after some mingling, Phil brings Billy and Ben together to thank them for what they've put on, as Ben insists Billy did most of it. They then learn that Billy might be out of custody, but they've still charged him, as Keeble has a witness from 1979, the night of the robbery where Phil's dad shot Keeble's dad. In the Vic later... Ben enters, having gotten into most of his wedding attire, to ask Mick how things are getting on with the reception. Mick assures him all is fine. They've even got some artisan vegan sausage rolls. A foreign language to Ben, but he voices his approval anyway. Ben then turns to Lola, who's near the bar, to tell her he's looking forward to seeing Lexi later. One presumes at the wedding. It's hesitant, though. Unsure. As if he's worried he might not be allowed to. Sounds as though he's stayed away on a mutual agreement. Lola did suggest that he get help before seeing Lexi, and I reckon Ben's been keeping to that. It's interesting, though, because I still think he might be keeping away for the same reasons he's keeping away from Callum, because he doesn't feel he deserves to be around good people. And I don't think from the conversation that Ben was angling to start seeing Lexi regularly again with the got-my-nut-together comment. It was more a reassurance thing for the wedding and being around Lexi for the day, in response to Lola's words about not cocking it up. I don't think Lola really believed him anyway, bearing in mind that she doesn't seem to know about the rape and therefore doesn't know where Ben's head's at or that things might have changed for him in recent weeks. 
For me, it almost feels like it's going the same way as the January attack, where Ben had a turning point on the surface, turning up at the Pride party, but he still wasn't okay. Whether it's on purpose or not, I'm not sure at this point. But what I do know is that Lewis's words to him about being incompatible with Callum, or with anything that's good, which Ben took to heart, haven't been debunked as yet. And they need to be at some point, because it's demonstrably false and based on Lewis's deflection and victim blaming. Anyway, Ben asks if she wants to come to the church with him and Phil, but she declines and explains that she's taking Frankie out for a coffee to cheer her up after she was followed home and harassed the night before. She tells Frankie, who's affronted that Lola's been asked to look after her, that it's not right Frankie's harasser gets to go out there and target other girls while she's hiding away, and that it's all right to take help from her friends on occasion. Ben tells Lola to stop moralising and pressuring Frankie, but adds that going to the police isn't a bad idea, because he reckons they'll take it seriously. I guess he knows that the pressure didn't work for him, but I would say that the knowledge that there could be other victims did end up being a factor in his decision to go through with reporting it. He also has it on pretty good authority that they would take it seriously, and although there was nothing in the conversation to suggest Frankie thought otherwise, we'll just assume that Ben assumed because of his own experience. But the rest of them don't know that, so it was a bit random that Frankie decided Ben's words were enough to convince her. Finally, we get to Ben and Phil's heart-to-heart, which turns out to be just as random. Phil asks Ben for help with his tie, and seemingly out of the blue, Ben gives us a Stella mention, which is actually the first time Max's version has even said her name, if I remember correctly. But there's no context given for it. He just says her name, almost fondly, which was honestly the most bizarre thing. Phil seemed immediately to catch on to the context, but I reckon in real life he'd be like us and going, what about her? The context seems to be that he's continuing the conversation about Phil's wives' weddings from earlier on in the day, which still doesn't quite fit because Phil didn't actually marry Stella, and they were talking about wives at that point, but I can only assume that's the link, as Phil then goes on to say that she's the bride no one could remember. And I guess no one at that conversation was around back then, except Billy, but maybe even he forgot. I guess the point of Stella mention is that Ben and Phil didn't forget. And as Ben begins to do up Phil's tie, he comments that that's where it all started to go wrong for them. I'm not sure if he means them as individuals or their relationship, but both would be wrong. Stella certainly had a massive hand in shaping Ben's self-loathing, but it started with Phil. As Sarah pointed out so eloquently in her guest post a few years ago, which you can see if you click through to the blog, Ben wants to use Phil's wedding as a chance for them to move forward, and Phil concurs. He asks if Ben will be alright today, and Ben assures him that he will. And then we learn that Lewis has been taken in for questioning, so one assumes we'll be getting an outcome on that when it happens. Ben using that as a reason for being okay seems to imply that he might not be okay if nothing happens from the questioning. He also mentions getting to see Lexi and doing a single ladies dance routine. And come on, there's no way Phil doesn't know single ladies. It's a Beyonce classic. Phil tells Ben he's a better dad than Phil is because Phil reckons he's even worse than his own dad was, despite swearing he wouldn't be like him and he wouldn't let his family down. Some self-awareness from Phil is always good to see, though I actually don't think he is worse than Eric, because it sounds like Eric didn't have any of these self-aware moments. I do like the development of Phil, telling Ben he's proud of him whenever he can, and he does it again now. He goes on to tell Ben that he's not only Phil's best man, he's Phil's best boy. And that means more to Ben than Phil knows. Ben plays it cool, though, 
with a smile and a little awkward shuffle as he doesn't have a tie to distract him. In answer to Phil's question earlier about whether Ben is any good with ties, can confirm he is not. Just as Phil's ready to go and get married, they're interrupted by Tommy, who tells them that the twins have done something terrible. And they have, as in the next scene, Alfie turns up unannounced at Cat's door. Luckily, despite the TV schedule being all over the place this week, EastEnders have announced that episodes are dropping on iPlayer at half past seven each day regardless. We don't have any Balam-related spoilers for the rest of the week, but obviously Ben will be part of the wedding party, so he'll be around anyway. <laughs> 